0: Hello everybody and welcome back to EpiCentral. I'm your host, Maddie Lewis, Infectious Disease Epidemiologist. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about the key to good health. And yes, there is a key. Hi everyone, long time no pod, huh? I will get into the details, but basically... I stopped the pod because of Thanksgiving, then I got really busy with work, I planned on stepping it up, but then I got sick. And the sick saga comes in part 1, 2, and 3. I'm going to try to run through it quickly. I already recorded this, but it was too long, and I thought nobody cares about these details. So I'm going to go a lot faster. Basically, December 8th, I came down with flu symptoms. And I had to go to the ER and then I ended up, it was tonsillitis and it was just like a really bad bacterial infection in my upper respiratory tract. I get a consult for ENT since it's tonsillitis and it was not strep by the way. And it ended up being a different bacteria. That's a different saga I could get into of how I think I got that bacteria, but we're not going to get into that. And uh, so that Monday, a couple days later, um I'm on antibiotics. I go to the ENT. However, I developed a really really bad cough, which was kind of weird. And because I didn't think tonsillitis gave you a cough, but I had one. I told the ENT and I was like, "I have a really bad cough. Like I pretty much didn't sleep last night cuz I was coughing and it feels like I'm drowning." And he was like, "Well, I can give you a cough suppressant." And he was like, "We could x-ray your chest if you think you have pneumonia, but you know, and he basically, like, didn't want to, I could tell. And I had never had pneumonia before, so I, like, didn't know. And I should have just said yes, but I was like, no, I'm sure I'm just being dramatic. I'm pretty sure I exactly said that. Like, oh, I don't want to be dramatic. Like, I'm sure I'm fine. I'm sure it'll go away. Well, that was dumb, and I'm never doing that again. And every time I have a bad feeling, I'm just going to, like, say it outright because, I don't know. Doctors always make me feel like I'm crazy, but... um. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did have pneumonia for a month because, uh, okay, we'll get into that. So uh, I had a really bad cough. It eventually got a little bit better as time went on. I I finished my antibiotic treatment um, and then, you know, lived out the rest of December, kept working and whatever, went back to Kansas City for the holidays with my family, and I still had a lingering cough, which is a very common thing that happens after you get sick with pretty much any upper respiratory infection, like flu or COVID. Like having a lingering cough is like the number one thing that you're usually left with. And usually it, it, it goes away um, after two weeks. But mine was pretty bad some days. Um, mostly it was really bad at night, like really bad. Like it would keep me up for like several hours sometimes. And I would also wake up frequently in the middle of the night, like, gasping for air, which I should have gone to the doctor beforehand, to be fair. Like, and I kept Googling these symptoms being like, you know, waking up in the middle of the night, gasping for air. And it's like, bitch, you have pneumonia. Like, that's literally, like, what the internet would tell me. But then I'd be like, no, I'm sure I just have bronchitis. Like, I'm sure it's just a lingering cough, like, whatever. And yeah, that was dumb. So yeah, so that's part two was me just having this, like, bad cough that was some days it was better um during the day and then other days it was bad during the day and the night and so pretty much every day my throat like hurt and um part three is I woke up on New Year's Day which no I did not party on New Year's Eve at all um so it's not because of partying or drinking I didn't drink I didn't party at all and I woke up also I was in bed by 12 30 um And yeah, so I woke up on New Year's Day with laryngitis, like my, um, my voice was gone. And yeah, and I just felt like pretty bad. Like I felt like I was like sick pretty much again, like, like fully sick again. And I remember telling my parents, I was like, I don't feel good. Like, I think I'm literally sick again. And they're like, what? And then so the next day, I went to urgent care. And they did an x ray and actually like listened to my concerns. And they were like, yeah, you have pneumonia and bronchitis, girl. Like, like, please take these meds. And so I got on a second round of antibiotics and a steroid and an inhaler. And I think it's finally gone. I'm finally breathing normally. I'm not coughing. Um, and yeah, I'm pretty much better. I still have some fatigue. Um But that's probably because I was sick for an entire month and my body needs to literally heal. So I'm just going to take things slow, not put pressure on myself. I have not tried exercising yet, but that was my sick saga. If you followed it on TikTok, then congrats. And yeah, let's talk about New Year's Eve and let's talk about the key to good health. I just want to share an opinion first with everybody Am I the only one who thinks New Year's Eve is out of fashion? I feel like in the early 2000s it was such a thing to have like a massive New Year's Eve party and to dress up in like pretty formal or like semi-formal wear, sequin dresses, get your hair all did up like everything and like really go hard. Like I remember my friend growing up, her parents threw a massive New Year's Eve party every year. And it was like, semi formal. And uh, it was at their house, but it was still like, really nice. And we would literally stay up all night, like until 8am. It was insane. And I was in like, fifth grade. But people don't really do that anymore. Is it just me? Also, I remember growing up, my sister used to always babysit for like, neighbors or parents, uh, like, you know, what around us. Um, she would babysit like a ton of kids at a time or kids of the like of the parents who were all going to the same New Year's Eve party and make so much money doing it um, because people just wanted to party on New Year's Eve, but people don't really do that anymore. Honestly, I'm fine with it. I don't care about New Year's Eve anymore. I don't care. To, I don't really care to have plans like I could have fully stayed at home and done nothing and been content, but my friend and I went to dinner and then we went to a really chill, like, nice bar, and I had a mocktail. And I was home by 1230. I literally was driving home during midnight, which honestly was kind of fun because I was driving through the highway on Kansas in Kansas City, and, like, and when midnight hit, like, all the fireworks started going off in the city, and I was, like, driving so I could, like, kind of watch the fireworks while I was driving because I could see them ahead of me. It was really pretty. But anyway... Uh, I want to talk about this concept, which is the key to good health in the new year. And I love talking about New Year's stuff. I love list I've been listening to so many podcasts and YouTube videos and TikToks about people's New Year's goals, and I love—I just love talking and thinking about goals and all of that. So I was listening to a podcast called "The Financial Confessions" by the fan- by the Financial Diet. And it's a pretty good podcast. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, it's pretty popular. And they have had a guest on, and she's a dietitian named Abby Sharp. She's also very popular. You might have heard of her. And she said something during this podcast that really resonated with me, which is the key to good health is balance. And I was like, that is so true. And obviously, I'm sure she didn't coin that exact, maybe she did coin that exact phrase, but, you know, that concept has been around forever. Like it's all about balance and and whatever, especially when it comes to like diet and, nu- and nutrition. I feel like that's a huge thing. But yeah, to get to the point in all of this, I think I really do think the key to good health is balance. And it's not only balance in like diet and exercise because really when people think about health that those are the two main things people think about and don't get it twisted those two things are huge but what about mental health what about our hobbies what about our environment like you know we have to really balance not only our di- the diet itself like what we're eating a balanced diet but also like or like a balanced exercise program but also balance across all different areas of life So I want to talk about some of my New Year's goals and hope that maybe they will inspire some of you guys. Um, I might give some, like, suggestions of New Year's goals um, because I like hearing other people's because then I kind of, like, will tweak mine because I'll get inspired, you know? So I thought maybe this could be helpful for somebody. So let's get into it. Starting with diet. So I don't feel the need to really changed my diet at all. Uh, I'm sticking with how I'm eating now with maybe a little bit of refinements, but I do those refinements constantly just based on what I'm craving, what I feel like I could benefit from. So I've gone through phases where I don't really eat fruit. I've gone through a refinement phase where I am right now where I try to eat fruit almost every day. I don't push it, but I try to, as a rule of thumb, eat a serving of fruit with breakfast. Um, So, yeah, little things like that. So right now I'm like, okay, I could probably eat more nuts. That's not like an essential part of anyone's diet. You don't have to eat nuts. But I feel like it wouldn't hurt to add in a couple here and there in my foods because they're just an easy thing to kind of sprinkle on, you know. Uh, I also want to maybe start getting more into brown rice. I don't, I pretty much stopped cooking rice almost completely recently because now I eat frozen rice, which is the best invention ever. Some people are kind of snobby about it. Like one of my friends is like, I would never eat that. And I'm like, you know what? Teach their own. But when I tell you guys it is pretty much no different from cooking it from scratch. Okay, think about it like this. Like, when you eat a frozen... Okay, actually, this isn't a good example. I was going to say, like, a green bean, but frozen vegetables are blanched, typically, so they are slightly different, and some of them do taste different because of that blanching process, but, like, you know what I mean? Okay, here's an example. Frozen corn and canned corn, they taste pretty similar, right? It's like, you know, it's it's just because it's frozen. It's like, whatever, I don't know. It doesn't, freezing things doesn't necessarily change the flavor of it very much. I mean, I guess it depends on like how you freeze it and in what state you froze it in. But I don't know. Anyway, I bought a frozen brown rice today at the grocery store and I had it in kind of like a salad type situation and it was pretty good. I'm not a big brown rice person at all. I kind of hate brown rice. I hate cooking it, one two it kind kind of hurt my stomach so i have to eat it in s- smaller doses than i do with white white, white rice but uh, yeah i don't know i kind of want to get into it I-, I don't know if i'm like craving it low key i don't know and then i also want to keep eating fruit most days and uh, also a kind of new year suggestion for your diet that i would give to everybody listening Only follow or listen to dietitians online who are not super polarizing and who do not push diets. Like, if they're pushing keto or any type of fad diet, which yes, keto is a fad diet and I will die on that hill, I'm not judging anybody who's doing keto, but I I will... I do strongly believe that is a fad diet. Anyway, unless you're doing it for medical reasons, that's a completely different situation. Because keto originally started as uh, a diet for people with like epilepsy, and it can be really helpful for that. But anyway, don't follow dietitians, don't follow the crazy ones, okay? Because there are dietitians that are really fat phobic that will push diet culture. And you know what I can't stand? I, I'm, I'm going to keep this rant really short. I can't stand dietitians that push supplements. Something about me, you guys, I will never push a supplement. If I ever push a supplement, su- cancel me. Cancel me immediately. I will not push drugs on you guys, ever. Because that's what supplements are. They're drugs. And I'm not saying they're bad. I take supplements myself. I'm not using drug in like a bad way. But what I'm saying is... They're pretty much, they're over-the-counter drugs, right? So they're, they can still affect your health and your body and your mind just as much as any prescription medication could, but they are not regulated or necessarily tested by any sort of lab. I mean, obviously, if the uh, supplement company is smart, they will obviously want to test their things in house or through third party labs because they don't want the liability of like if somebody dies because they took their supplement and like whatever so there's an incentive to be safe just through like that the general structure of like you know consumerism in america but like outside of that like they can really they can they can still put whatever in there they're not super regulated and i'm not against supplements at all like some of them i take and they affect my life significantly in a positive way especially my gi supplement but i something does not sit right with me when people are like pushing them like especially health providers like dietitians scientists doctors online who are like influencers push them i don't know i will never take a sponsorship i have had more sponsorship um, like requests or like uh, what's it called like offers from supplement companies than any other type of sponsorship offer I've ever had and I've never looked into the like how much they've offered or anything because I ignore all of them because I will never do it and that's a philosophy that I decided on when I started my social media is that I would never do that okay anyway Yeah, so just don't listen to people that are, like, pushing stuff for their own profit. Because, I don't know, anything that I, like, push in terms of, like, diet, I could never profit from, you know? Okay, let's talk about exercise. So my suggestion is to not sign up for a gym unless you're actually going to go. Gyms, I'm pretty sure make their money, majority of it through people not going I'm almost certain of that fact I don't have the data but I am almost certain that is true because the amount of people even the people that I know personally friends family whatever who have a gym membership and literally never go is insane and I'm not shaming them for not going I get it I have not been to the gym and I don't even know how long it's been like probably over a month because well I mean obviously I was sick but like still And, like, I get it. I get not going to the gym. Um, I get there's a lot of barriers. But cancel your membership. And I know they make it hard. Sometimes you have to mail in something or sometimes you have to actually show up in person to do it. But still do it. Please, I am begging you, don't keep the membership unless you're going to use it. Even if it's only, like, $10 or $30, like, a month, even if it's, like, not a lot and you don't mind – it just, it's foolish to me. And also don't buy year memberships. I will never be caught dead doing that, buying a year membership to any sort of exercise program, because that commitment is just, that's way too high. I can barely commit to like a month of going to the gym, let alone like a year. So I just, I wouldn't do it, you guys. I don't think it's worth doing the year thing. I think it's worth just doing month by month and seeing how it goes, because maybe you injure yourself, maybe you get sick, maybe you uh, spontaneously move or, or like whatever. And it's like, you already paid for a whole year. I don't know, it seems foolish. One of my exercise uh, New Year's goals is to possibly get a bike this year. I have been on the market for one for like a couple months. So I moved into this new apartment in August. And I love it. And About a month in, I was like, man, I could really use a bike because there are some things that are, like, local to me to where I live in a more walkable area now, which is part of the reason why I moved here, and when it's cold or when it gets, which, I mean, I live in the south, so it doesn't get that cold, but, like, still, or when it gets dark earlier in the day because of, like, the winter time and, like, the whole daylight savings thing, um, it would be really nice to have a bike because for like safety reasons and for convenience. Uh, but also bikes come with their own safety issues in terms of like having to ride on the street and the people be crazy in the way they drive here. So I don't know, but it would also be very local. So I feel like I could really benefit from one. So, but I'm only going to get one if I can find one used for like less than a hundred dollars. I will not buy one for more than that. Um, because even if it's like really good, because there's no guarantee, like, I don't know if I'll actually like use it that, that much. Like, I don't know if I'll use it like every single week or if I'll use it like, you know, I could use it three times a week consistently, or I could use it like once every two weeks. And I'm not really sure. Plus, um, like if it gets stolen, because I mean, I kind of live in like a city area now and. There's a decent – there's good places to store it for me at my apartment, but it's not going to be, like, in my unit. There's no guarantee, really. Or when you're in, like, if I'm at the gym or something and I, like, like, rack my bike, like, what if it gets stolen? What if somebody, like, cuts the chain? So I don't want to spend more than $100. I think that would just be dumb. Plus, you still have to buy a helmet and a, and a chain. So that's another, like, $50 on top of that. So – but that's one of my goals. And then I'm also thinking about running another 5k, which I know is no biggie. I feel like people roll their eyes when you talk about like running 5ks as like a race because it's like a race that pretty much anybody can do since you can like walk most of the time during a 5k. Like a lot of 5ks are like, okay, walk or run. Like it's not that big of a deal. But um, but I don't really care. Don't let people shame you into not running, um, first of all, because people have had a weird attitude about that. And I'm like, why? Like, I don't know. I think, I think in the running world, it's almost like people act like the greater the distance, the better. Like a marathon is like way more impressive, like whatever. And like, obviously that's a lot more work, but I don't know. It's a weird attitude to have. It's like, okay, let's just like welcome everybody into the running world. And so yeah, I want to run another 5k and then I want to run a 10k at least. Uh, But maybe do more races beyond that. But if I can at least do one other 5K and a 10K, I will be very happy. Okay, the next New Year's subject I want to talk about is spirituality. Uh, I feel like people don't really include this very often. But meditation. So I've been kind of off with my meditation I try to meditate every day, but I feel like I just have not in, like, two months. So I want to get back to meditating every day or or most days, pretty much. I'm not so strict with it that, like, if I miss a day, I'm going to, like, die. But, yeah, I would like to get back to that. Um, Meditation's really good for your health, so that's something that I would suggest to pretty much anybody. Like, it's pretty much beneficial to 99% of people Um, I don't know if there's really any groups that it would not help. So highly recommend people are like, oh, I can't do that, whatever. There's a lot of barriers and reasons why people can't or don't want to or whatever. So I totally get it. But I, I really think to prioritize it is a good idea. How I did it is I started by just like, well, it kind of started when I started doing my whole manifesting thing. So I really just like lay down for a couple minutes and just think about my goals. And then I got to a point where I was like, well, I kind of want to clear my mind before I start thinking about my goals and my future. So then I would like lay down, close my eyes, and then just try to breathe for a couple minutes and do it. And then I kind of just went from there. So highly recommend Um, another. Okay, this is in the spirituality category, but it's kind of like not really, I don't know. It, this is kind of a weird thing to put in there, but I want to make more friends outside of my current circle, and I want to deepen my current friendships. Deep. This has always been on my list of things to accomplish, um, and I feel like I did a lot of that in the last year, well, last two years. Thankfully, I've made like so many more friends, deepened a lot of friendships, but I. that's just like a continuing... That's a continual process, you know? Like, I'll never be done making friends. Um, so, yeah. And I want to also make more friends that are, quote, ahead of me. And that sounds really weird, but hear me out. I just think it's a good thing, and I think it's just, it's beneficial, but also just kind of a beautiful part of life to become friends with people who you look up to and aspire to, and or aspire to, and... and Inspire to? With an I or an A? I'm not sure. I think aspire with an A. So I think, I think that's just a really great thing in life. And my friends do inspire me. And they are, in many ways, ahead of me And a lot of, kind of using that language is kind of weird, because it's like, how are you behind our head when there's no, like, real path to life? Like, everybody's on their own path. Um, and who even says it it should be, like, linear or progressive in any way, but, so it's kind of weird using that terminology, but what I mean is that, like, I don't know, I guess I just want to make friends who are different than me, like, more different, that I can learn from and and aspire to be more, like, in different ways, because I feel like a lot of my friends and I are pretty similar, Um, like, we had different ethnic backgrounds and different upbringings, we're all from different states, but I don't know, you know, we all went to college and studied the same thing, and went to grad school and studied the same thing, and we all all have the same career. I kind of want to make friends that are, like, completely outside of that, that are maybe, like, more into the arts, or more into different hobbies that I've never heard of, or have done, and yeah, so I want to, I want to, I want to make more friends that are different than me is probably a better way than saying ahead of me. And another thing in this category, which, again, doesn't really go, but I didn't know where to put it, is I maybe want to date more. Um, I'm really uh, not confused, but I'm very – I conflict with myself a lot on this idea because I – some days I'm like, no, I do not want a boyfriend. I don't want to date. Like, I don't care about any of that. And then other days I'm more like – craving that uh, affection and intimacy, so it just depends on the day, which honestly I think heavily correlates with my menstrual cycle, and I don't know, but I think overall it probably wouldn't be a bad thing to go on more dates with people, or maybe even, like, because the pressure is so low for me right now, like, I just don't really care that much I'm thinking maybe I should go on dates with people that, like, I wouldn't normally go on dates with, like, people that don't seem like they would be my type, uh, for one way or another. I can be a little bit shallow, and I'm extremely picky in a lot of ways, uh, like, kind of unreasonably picky right now, and so because of that, I feel like the pressure's so low, like I said, I don't know, I feel like it'd be fun to, like, go on dates with people that, like, do not at all meet my standards, especially the standards that, like, don't really matter, you know, like, if they make, like, a little bit lower income, than I would, like, prefer, like, still go on the date, because it's like, okay, like, that doesn't really matter that much, I don't know, so anyway, let's move on, so the next category I want to talk about is environment, this is kind of weird again, but One random thing, and my friend and I were talking about this the other day, is I want to use less plastic in my life. Um, And this does not by the way, when I say environment, I mean my environment. I don't mean the environment per se, but I just realized this kind of goes into both like my personal environment and the environment, like the world, you know, go green type of situation. But yeah, I want to use less plastic. So one of the things that I'm doing is I have a plastic drinking cup that I use at home and I love it because it's big and I like the feeling of it. I think it's like, looks kind of, it looks good, like whatever, but I've had it for several years. I put it in the dishwasher and something about it, when I put it in the dishwasher and take it out, it has this weird kind of plasticky taste like for a couple days and I'm just like, it. I'm drinking so much water out of this thing that I'm like, it would probably be better if I was drinking this out of glass or metal or something that I know is like that is even more known to like not be harmful um and also those materials are less porous but plastic is very porous I don't know I'm not saying plastic drinking or eating out of plastic is like gonna kill you I'm not saying that at all but I'm just saying like I don't know plastic's like not the oldest material, you know, like, it's kind of new. I don't know. I'm skeptical that, like, eating or drinking out of it constantly is, like, there There could be – there's potential there for something to be harmful, and I'd rather decrease that potential with something that's more environmentally friendly anyway. So I decided to get a – but I want to do it in a sustainable way, too, because it's, like I, – I don't want to just, like, be buying – the next cool water bottle, because water bottles literally go in trends. I saw a TikTok about this, and I was like, that's so true. Water bottles have been going in trends for the last, like, s- 10 years, probably. Like, remember when Swell water bottle was, like, the big thing? And then it was, like, Hydro Flask, and then now it's the Stanley Cup. People are obsessed with the Stanley Cup, and I'm just like, whatever, like, I don't know. I've had st- – I have steel water bottles – I like them for, like, taking them outside the house water bottles, but I like to have outside the house water bottles and inside the house water bottles. I don't know if you guys, like, do the same thing, but I don't like to, like, bring the same drinking container, like, everywhere. I like to have one that sits in my home constantly. Yeah, so for that one, I got basically, like, a really big mason jar, and then I figured, like... Okay, if the mason jar breaks, I'll still have the lids and the straw. If the straw or the lid breaks, I still have the mason jar. That's like a brand that is, you know, that's around forever. It'll always be around. I don't have to, like the size of everything will be continuous. So if I do have to replace something, it'll be really easy. It's not just like a random product on Amazon. Or I hope it's not because I think I bought the brand. I don't know but, or it should be compatible with the actual brand. And then also you can like, that brand is sold like everywhere, like the, you know, the Ball, Mason, whatever brand. So yeah, I want to do that. My Tupperware is already glass. So I've had that for a long time. Um, And yeah, so another one is reorganize my apartment. This is something I really suggest everybody to put on their New Year's list is to reorganize and to declutter, which I think of kind of in the same camp. Like to me, I when I'm doing one, I'm usually doing the other. And so I did a declutter. I had just moved here, like I said, five months ago. So there wasn't much to declutter because before I moved, I did a way bigger declutter and... Um, but there were still a few things um, for a couple different, I'm, I'm not going to even get into that because it's like, you guys don't care about what I'm decluttering. But there were a couple things I need to get rid of. Um, I was going to post them on like Facebook, uh, like no, the no buy group that I'm in, uh, which by the way, if you're not in a no buy group, you should join your local no buy group on Facebook. It's really good. It's where people post, like, stuff that they're giving away for free. Or you could post on a Facebook Marketplace for free. You can also do that. But, uh, yeah, no buy is, like, it's, like, a little community. So I was going to post them on there, but I think I'm only going to post one thing on there, if anything. Because it's, like, a bit nicer. But everything else, I realize, like, the thrift store will probably sell. Um... And okay, this is a whole other conversation about thrift stores, but like thrift stores f y i they throw out they throw out a lot of things that you donate, so you should be really careful and discerning about what you're donating like I think you should really only donate things that are like of decent quality that you would like give to a friend or give to another human being with like dignity, like if it's like tethered with holes like And, like, coming apart at the seams. Like, I really think you should find a way to upcycle, recycle, or trash the item. Because then it just makes more work for the people that work there. And, like, they're going to throw it away anyway. So it just seems like a waste of time. But I do think people don't like throwing away things because of guilt. So it's easier to just give it to Goodwill. And then Goodwill just throws it away. So I don't know. It's, like, a huge problem, I think. But um, everything that I have is really nice so i'm pretty comfortable giving it all to uh a thrift store and then knowing that they will it, they'll probably like resell the item uh so yeah and i'm i want to say i also am proud of myself because i used to do these declutters when i first l- learned about like the Marie Kondo or just like decluttering even before that i love doing it because because it's satisfying But I used to do really big ones where I would have, like, literally trash bags full of stuff that I didn't want anymore. And it's like, why do I have so... Why do I have two huge trash bags full of clothes that I'm giving away? Like, I'm not growing anymore. Um, I mean, your style can change. That's valid. Whatever. But... Or if your size changes, that's valid. But for me, like, that's not really, like, a big thing anymore. And... I just, I don't want to be consuming so much that I'm giving away a ton either. You know, I don't think that's a good sign for me because I try to err on the side of minimalism. I'm not a minimalist per se, but I try to always err on that side of like not over consuming. And so I think it's a good sign that when I decluttering, it's not like this huge amount of things. Um, I do wish I was more minimalist, but that's okay. I hold on to things that I genuinely want, need, or... I feel like I should hold on to for, like, actual justifiable reasons, um, so, yeah, um, so I actually already reorganized my apartment, I did that the other day, and it felt so good, and so I did it by, I went to Ikea, and I did spend, like, $75, but you can do this for pretty much for free if you have boxes, or, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else, what else you would have besides, like, boxes or old containers, old shoe boxes, things like that to, like, organize. Let's say you have, like, a couple junk containers or a couple, like, piles of junk or drawers of junk or something. Uh, but it's kind of, like, certain junk you kind of have to have. Um, I just try to hold on to as little, quote, junk as possible um, but certain things you just ha- have to have, like, you know, like a random charger or something. Sometimes you, you you have to have it. So um I like to put them in boxes and I like to um so for example in my closet right now, the four cardboard boxes that I separated my like random stuff into, it was all put into one giant box, but now I separate it into four after going to IKEA and decluttering and everything. And one of the boxes is like Kind of a pharmacy. It's like medical stuff. It's a bunch of masks that I haven't used yet. My um, med- my like medicines that I'm not currently using that that I might need in the future, like Tylenol or something. Or, and my thermometer is in there. Um, you know, things of that sort. Another box is um, some utility, is how I would label it. So there's some painting supplies like painter's tape, um, some wall spackle and, like, a little hand saw thing that I got for my Christmas tree. Uh, Yeah, so that's an example of just, like, a few of the boxes. Um, I also reorganized my closet. I decluttered my files. That was great. Uh, Go through all... Oh, okay, do you guys do this? How do you keep your filing system? I like to keep one folder. Well, technically, it's two. Let's say two folders, and I like to keep any, like... Relevant medical documents. I keep my car documents in there. Any insurance mail or anything that I like have to keep, I keep in there, and I keep it labeled, so it's very easy to find. So if I need to go find my eyeglasses prescription, I know exactly where it is, and it's already labeled. And like, yeah, so I try to keep it all very organized. But in nowadays, like, you really don't need to have a lot of paperwork on hand. So thankfully I don't find myself going in that folder often, but when I do, it's I know exactly where it is. And then my other folder is like my birth certificate, passport, and stuff like that. I well, it's not a folder, it's a manila like envelope, but same thing. And I like to keep those in my closet. So I reorganize like that section of my closet. And definitely if you like aren't organized enough to know where your important documents are, I would definitely definitely do that uh during January it's like the perfect time uh and that's it for environment I do want to become a little bit more environmentally friendly but I don't really know what to do because my diet is already like probably more sustainable than most people's and I'm not really willing to change anything right now uh in terms of my diet and then uh I try to keep my consumption at a reasonable level. I just try to be reasonable with everything. Um, The thing is, I want to compost, but obviously an apartment that has a ton of challenges. So I haven't quite figured that one out yet. So maybe I'll get there. But anyway, Uh, the next category of New Year's whatever is hobbies. So I want to take up dance. I don't know if I've said this yet. I feel like I always tell my friends, I'm like, I want to take up dance. I want to take up ballet. I want to take up, like, you know, maybe just, like, doing a regular dance class. And I don't mean, like, an exercise dance class. I mean just, like, an actual, like, dance class, like, for the actual, like, hobby art of it all, Um, although it would be great exercise. So, yeah, I want to start that really soon. I wanted to start a couple months ago, but it just wasn't the right time. And now I feel like either part of... So maybe end of January or early February, I think, will be the time for it. I think that's actually when I'm going to do it. So mark my words. Hopefully it happens. I need to, like, heal a little bit more from my really bad infection that I got. But I will soon. Uh, another thing is I want to travel locally. I The past several years have done these big international trips. I've gone to Europe several times, gone to Africa, like, all sorts of stuff. But this year, I want to do pretty much all domestic, if not all domestic. And not only that, but almost all, like, local. Like, I want to go to Kansas City to visit my family. But outside of that, stay within my region of the country, possibly. Um, Or, I mean, at most, I think I would go to, like, Canada or something if there was, like, really good tickets somewhere that were, like, cheap. But ideally, I think I want to stay... Yeah, again, within my region, like the south, and hopefully even mostly within my state, I want to do a bunch of local like weekend trips to pretty much every major area around my state, like all the um all the like cities, like tour not that they're big tourist destinations, but yeah, just like any you know, somewhat touristy city cool thing to do in my state, I wanna do it this year. So I think that would be really fun, and it would not cost a lot of money. It would be pretty much zero plane tickets if, I mean, it would be zero plane tickets if it was in my state, Um, and it would just be, like, one or two nights, two nights max um, in another city, but, I mean, a lot of these would be day trips, so, yeah, and I want to take a railroad, I want to do some kind of railroad thing, like, I want to do, or not railroad. Is that, is that the word? Like, I want to do like a, what's it called? A scenic train. I want to do a scenic train really bad. Um, What I actually want to do is I want to go to Denver and do the Amtrak train from Denver to Salt Lake City. I want to do that so bad. I saw somebody on TikTok do it and I am obsessed. Like, I want to do it so bad, but it's kind of expensive. Not the train. The train is only $70 and it's like a, it's like a 15 hour train. Um, but the, like, staying in Salt Lake or Denver or something would be expensive. And then, like, flying there, because, like, I don't live in that part of the country anymore. So, uh, I don't know if that'll happen this year or not. But, yeah, I just don't want to spend a lot of money on travel. Um, and I want to do a lot of local stuff. That's the, that's the idea. Another thing that I want to do hobby-wise is get more into the fine arts. I've already started doing this in the, cup. last couple of months not like painting or drawing or anything although I love that type of art but um I've been like learning a little bit of piano I've been like singing more dancing more I'm not good at any of these things nor have I trained in literally any of these areas but I want to do just more of them like actually and actually like take it more seriously not in like a not in like a serious way but like in a uh like I actually want to learn more about like music for example or like what's the difference between a harmony and melody um on piano or singing and what's and then obviously I want to take a dance class and like all that stuff is just so fun like I've been enjoying it so much since I've started living alone I've had more space to kind of like explore listening to like music out loud and dancing around my apartment and singing and playing my keyboard and stuff so yeah i want to do more of that and another hobby that i want to get more into that i think everybody would benefit from is reading specifically my my plan is i want to become obsessed with reading again i've been saying this this has been like a saying for the last couple of months i really want to become obsessed with reading Because it's like a habit where if you force yourself to do it, it's not fun. But if you are like obsessed with it, like it is like something you look forward to doing because you're really into your book or because you, you know, had a streak of good books and good reading experiences, whatever, for the past like couple months, then you just like have the drive to keep doing it. So I think I just need to read a lot of good books in a row and then just kind of get obsessed with it. Um... But, you know, it's hard because I'm addicted to TikTok. So that is kind of a competing interest in my mind, you know? Um, Okay, so the next category is finances. So uh, if you look at my TikTok, I've been making a lot of TikToks recently about personal finance, which might seem off-brand for me because it's like, what? Uh, But I love personal finance. Like, any of my friends in, like, real life will will tell you guys. Like, I love talking about money, I love talking about personal finance, um, investing, like, all that stuff is so important to me, that's something I value very highly, not because I'm materialistic at all, and that's a whole other thing, I feel like a huge misconception that I get from, like, even some of my friends, I think, like, not, like, close friends, I think my close friends do understand me pretty deeply, but, like, people who I'm not as close with think that I'm, like, like, bougie, materialistic, or something like that, and I think it's funny, because I'm not at all any of those things, like, I don't value those things, I value those things very little, I like things around me to look pretty, and I value aesthetics, but I don't value, like, materialism in terms of, like, labels, um, or, uh, what's it called, like, brands or anything, um, or, yeah, I, I don't care about any of that, it's, it's just the stability that and the freedom that comes with uh, financial success that I want to acquire and I've kind of put myself on the road to acquire and if you look at my TikTok you'll see my financial plan for 2023 I literally out lay out like like in good great detail like because it's actual exact numbers and I didn't really leave out any numbers. I mean, obviously, you don't see how much I already have saved or, like, whatever. But it's just, like, where I want my, like, every dollar of my income to go. And, yeah. So if you're interested in that, go to my TikTok. And, yeah, people are really interested in that. that those, that's been getting a lot of views. And I've been getting on live. And those lives have been getting a ton of views. So I think people are really interested in them. People have been answering asking me financial questions. I keep telling people I'm in no position to give financial advice uh, and I don't think I know literally anything so don't listen to me but I do think it's important to have a financial plan for 2023. Try to have a loose plan at least of like where you want your money to go if you have extra money to go anywhere. If you don't have extra money then obviously keep doing your best. Because it's rough out here. But if you do have money that could go somewhere besides to bills or debt or whatever you're paying, um, if you have more money than that, then definitely make a plan. Like, how much do you want to save? How much do you want to um, do? You want to invest? So, and open a Roth IRA. Okay, what's another one? Um, I also want to possibly make more money from social media. I made some money last year. I think I made like 4000 thousand-ish dollars from social media last year. I want to possibly make money again this year. I mean, if it was more than last year, that would be great. I, I have no idea if that would happen. And I-, I don't care that deeply because I do social media for a multitude of reasons, but money is only a, s- a part of it. I like the idea that I could make a a whole other income from this. Um, And I feel like I'm not that far from, like, attaining that. Like, it would, like, you know, I have 50,000 followers on TikTok, and, like, there's people with, like, maybe, like, a 100,000 that, like, that's their full-time job is, like, TikTok. Isn't that crazy? So I feel like I'm not even, like, that far from that possibility. Like, I feel like it's so attainable. Even within a year, I could, like, if I really grind it, I feel like I could attain that. But... I just, like, I'm not motivated. I don't know. You guys know me. I'm so inconsistent with stuff. So I don't know if that'll happen, but we'll see. I'm not going to, like, push it or anything. And obviously, I am picky with sponsorships, like I alluded to that ear- earlier. So, yeah. Um, and then the last category that I want to talk to is talk to talk about is giving and community. Also, we're at like almost 50 minutes here. So if anybody's still listening, thank you. But I do think I'm talking to myself at this point, And that's okay. So um, yeah, I want to volunteer more regularly. I wasn't really doing much volunteer work before I had a volunteer project I was on that was kind of sporadic. And that's pretty much done. So I am signing up to volunteer for something else that would be like in person and more regular and stuff. Uh actually I'll go ahead and say it. I want to do Big Brother Big Sister or whatever it's called. Big Brother Big Sister. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. I always forget if it's like Big Brother Little Sister, I don't know, but it's I'm pretty sure it's Big Brother Big Sister, which is like a US like nonprofit and it's like mentoring um like kids anywhere between the age of like I don't know, maybe like 7 to like 18 or something. It's, like, somewhere in there. And I went to orientation. It was good. Like, I don't, they haven't sent me an email about, like, signing up yet, though, so I'm kind of confused. But they were a little disorganized, so I don't know. We'll see. Um. But, yeah, we'll see if that happens. There's no guarantee because, like, not only do you have to, like, apply and then interview and then get accepted, which, like, I don't know why they wouldn't accept me because, like, obviously there's no sketchy background and, like, I'm a normal person that like wants to do it and I have the time and the money. Not that it really costs money, but like, yeah, I have the time. And um so I don't know why they wouldn't, but also like there's no guarantee that you get matched. Like, what if there's just like an odd number of like kids to like adults and like there's like no match for you? Like there's no guarantee, and I wouldn't want to take it personally and also i think if it like if i didn't get accepted it was just like meant to be like i'm not gonna like be upset about it because there's a lot of other uh like opportunities to like mentor kids or to help uh just the community in general doesn't even have to be kids so yeah but that's i want to do that um and i think i finally have the time to do something like that i also want to donate Money monthly, that's part of my financial plan. Um, it's only a hundred dollars a month, but I think it'd be good to like donate more regularly instead of just sporadically like I was doing to make sure that I'm donating like consistently. you know um, I also want to do more random acts of kindness. I don't have a specific number. I mean, I thought about doing like one a month, but I'm like, I don't know, it kind of feels weird like putting a number on it or like forcing it, but I feel like whenever there's like an opportunity. I want to, like, more readily pursue it, because I feel like when it comes to just being a person, a human being in public, I like to mind my business. Like, sometimes I just don't really like to talk to people, but sometimes it's nice to, like, you know, a random act of kindness. Like, if somebody's, I I don't know, I'm not going to give examples of, like, things I've done, but every, you know, and I, res- I I feel like I receive random acts of kindness and it- it's so nice to receive them. It's so nice to give them. So I want to do them a little bit more, even if I'm not keeping track of the amount or the consistency. I also want to give blood more often. This is like really random. I don't I'm not going to say like everybody needs to go do this, although it probably wouldn't hurt. Um, cause I know some people have their own issues with giving blood. I don't know. Some people have like, I don't want to say like moral issues per se, but like, you know, they like, don't like let you give blood if you're like gay pretty much. I don't know. Well, if you're like a guy who has sex with other guys, they like, don't let you, which is like BS. Um, and then some people are like, oh, I mean, you donate blood, but they resell it. I don't know okay I still think it's good to get blood though because it's like needed for people so I figure like I'm well now I'm not but maybe in like a month when I'm like healthy again I'll start doing that more regularly and then lastly I want to ask people how they're doing more that sounds really weird obviously I ask people how they're doing I check in on my friends like whatever but I've struggled in the past, and I don't think I'm struggling now with it, but I have struggled in the past where, like, I feel like in conversations, I, because I'm, because of my personality, I'm more outgoing. Sometimes I will, I don't want to say monopolize a conversation, but maybe, maybe I should use that word because maybe that's true. Like, I will talk too much and I'll talk about my life because that's the easy thing to talk about um, as, like, a filler. Or, I don't know, like, I like to talk about myself, but I want to focus more on what are other people doing and really asking other people about their lives. Because when you really listen to people around you, uh, friends, coworkers, whatever, you will find out really interesting things. And I love building a relationship with someone where they feel like they can confide in me like my co-workers for example and they'll tell me like their tea in their life like i have a co-worker that tells me all the tea on her grandpa which i'm not going to spill on this podcast but like i don't know it's just so fun learning about other people and i think people love to be listened to and i think people genuinely do like talking about themselves and their lives and um i think it's just it's beneficial to everyone including myself To really listen to people more. So, I want to kind of get better at listening. There's no like specific goal attached to that. That's not something you can like really measure. But I do want to be more conscious. Like, for me, it's really just about being conscious of it and going into a social interaction with the mindset of like, I'm going to listen more than I talk. And when I do that, then I'm successful. But if I don't think about it, then my default is sometimes to take up the conversation more. Not always, but. Um, sometimes it is, I've, I've struggled with it more in the past. I feel like since I've been like meditating and doing all of that in the last couple of years, it's not something I've really struggled with too much, but, um, yeah. And okay. Also a pet peeve of mine. And I, again, it's a pet peeve, but it's something that I've done, especially in the past, but I'm sure I do every once in a while. It's like, have you ever like talked to somebody and they're like, Oh, how are you? Uh, And then you're like having a conversation, or like you ask them how they are. Like, oh, how you ask like how are you to to somebody, and then they say how they are and talk about their life, but then they don't ask you back. I like that is like a pet peeve of mine. I've done that to people too. I used to, I think, do it a lot, but I feel like I like for the most part stopped, and I just hope I just never do that again, because I just, like, hate that. Anyway, yeah, so we're ending this podcast at 55 minutes, so I do think nobody is listening again, but that's okay. I hope everybody has a good week, and hopefully I will record another podcast next Sunday, and hopefully it'll actually be about epidemiology, or at least epi-careers at the very, very least. Anyway, bye!